doubled my time. The like amount of time I've played Hades. Nice. I went from like 50 to almost 120 in like the last week and a half. <laughs> Uh, hell yeah i love hades but as soon as mars beat it and i got and i was shown the story my brain was like all right we've seen the story we, we're done yeah that, that's part and, of i didn't i've not seen a lot of the story so i'm yeah. i'm just kind of like wrapping up i've i've got the main stuff done so now i'm just wrapping up like all the companions yep yeah oh i had i didn't as soon as i saw the main story my brain was like we don't need to play anymore but i'll probably go back to it eventually so if, if you get a chance get disco elysium freaking one like probably the best game i've ever played made me cry the first time oh shit it. like they like like and not tears of frustration like dark souls does yeah or like, yeah or like fucking elden ring anyways anyway hi everybody hello welcome hello. to our haunted, our haunted backyard. backyard i'm making eye contact with myself in the video and it's i'm getting uncomfortable <laughs> you're getting uncomfortable with your own eye contact i was like oh no ian stop <laughs> i'm gonna have to 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 hide my face because i'm gonna stare at myself there we go i can't there see we go. myself i just see the nigel thornberry uh frankenfurter <laughs> nice what do we do on this podcast ian what do we talk about on this podcast uh video games yeah, apparently. Uh, <laughs> no, this is Our Haunted Backyard, the podcast where we talk about country road cryptids, small town spooky, and other local legends. Yeah, we do. And, and though generally, we start with beer in our backyard. We do, genuinely, generally, yes. Uh, especially when we are recording together, but we are recording separately today. Yes. However, uh, I am drinking, uh, not going to lie, I was going to wait to drink it with you, but I was like... It's in a can. I don't know how long it will last. It's okay. The Oregon Pale. The Oregon Pale, like Oregon District? Yeah. The, no, like Oregon Trail. Oh, like Oregon Trail. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's got, yeah, it's got all like the old Oregon Trail graphics. And it says, uh, the quarantine has left the wagon full of beer. You may uh, drink beer, drink beer, drink beer, or drink more <laughs> beer. I have atomic pumpkin because i still have a lot left over from lucas so thanks lucas uh, yeah the, so the uh the the oregon pale is an american pale ale brewed by this is a uh, mere twin brewing company in lexington, oh, just cool. down in lexington kentucky yeah it's pretty good it's a little on the hoppy side but not as bad as like some ipas can get yeah that's it's fair getting, yeah nice and light and i'm enjoying it i always enjoy tom pumpkin it's my favorite seasonal beer not a sponsor um but they could be voodoo ranger you could sponsor us it's fine that's our beers today that's our beers today so today our, our episode today is a little different from our general format a little bit uh, yeah because we're tackling kind of a bigger subject that we've talked yes. about before yes we've and yeah, so we kind of we we split the uh the research a little bit so i'm going to focus a little more on the history because there's some there is some interesting history to this place yeah. And you're doing more of the spooky stuff. And I'm doing more of the spooky stuff with, uh, should we, should we say it off there? Or should, we, or should we say it together on three? What we're doing? Yeah. And I'll play like a stinger. Like I'll put some like music yeah. or something like that. So we are going to be talking about the ridges. <laughs> I thought we were going to say. <laughs> no, we're, but we're keeping that one take only one take only. That's what we did. We did it. One we're we're one takes. Uh, we're talking today about the ridges. Yes. In Athens, Ohio, which we also realized so much can be talked like Athens 
Ohio is a severely haunted town. It, yeah, there's so many. Um, there's just there's just so much to talk about. Yeah, in Athens, so much so. There's some great. I, when I was living out there, I read a lot of the folklore. Yeah, there's some great ones. So much so that it was featured on my favorite scary show that we talked about in episode zero, uh, Scariest Places on Earth. Mm-hmm. It was featured in that episode. I want to say that was the first episode I ever watched. I want to say the university is one of the, if not the most haunted university in yeah. the country. Yeah. And the city is one of the most haunted in the country. It's up there. Yeah. At the time that the episode was recorded, it was said it said that the British Psychological Society, which I didn't even know there was a oh, the, British the, the, the uh, society, society for Soci- for psychical research. Yeah, it is the what well, at the time it was the thirteenth most haunted place um, in the world, yeah. or like in America. And uh, they on that scariest places on Earth episode, they did have like a lot of the information but they also fabricated a healthy amount of information because it's tv Mm -hmm. like they called the episode satan's dormitory (laughs) a lot of the stories i heard are the like the dormitories and like the frat houses and stuff like that are haunted when i was doing research for the ridges i that's a lot of what i was finding when i'd be looking up haunting stuff in athens would would, there was going to be stuff about the ridges but there was all there was a lot more about the university partially because that's where like it is a university town when it's yeah. I went there for my master's degree. Yeah, I lived there for about two years. And because it's a master's, I still had to go to school over the summer. Like, even if I wasn't taking classes, I was writing or in teaching. And right. so I was still doing so I was still out there during the summer and the population when it's the off season, when school's not in session, it's like a third of the size that it like it, it like when school wow. when school starts it the the population like triples. It's ridiculous. So when a when people have experiences with Athens, generally it is they went to the school, which is a great school. I loved it. I wish I would have gone there for my undergrad. Yeah, um, beautiful campus. Like a lot of hills and just a lot of it's forested. It is a very very rural county. It okay. is actually the okay. poorest county in Ohio. Really? Yeah. It's the it, the the numbers on its um. Like the the economy get inflated because of this because of the the town because of Athens yeah. city, but like the rest of it is just very very rural, very poor to the extent where that kind of it kind of became the place to go as a reporter to huh. if you were going to report on poverty you would go to Athens County. Whoa, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it, well, a lot of people don't think it because when they once again they think about the town, Ohio. the the university. Um, yeah, which is the yeah the Athens town is small the university is kind of right there in the middle of downtown yeah and so yeah like everything's kind of focused on the the economy's kind of in there is kind of focused on the university but yeah so like once you kind of like even like kind of outside of downtown once you start getting even even in just kind of the outer edges of athens proper you can tell like oh yeah this is not a rich place because this is it's it's because it's the ohio university no it's ohio university oh okay Uh, there's the ohio state university in Columbus. Okay, I was okay. I got a little confused because uh, I I've only ever ref- heard Ohio State as referred to just Ohio University uh, or just yeah, Ohio yeah. State. So I thought that meant I thought they were one and the same thing. Oh no 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 okay. no! Okay, there's I, a huge rivalry, like like not like sports rivalry, right? but like academic rivalry. Where yeah. Ohio University in Athens is actually the oldest land grant university in the state. 
Oh. Um, however, Ohio State, uh, I can't remember all the story, but basically because partially because they were in Columbus, they got like legal permission to be the Ohio State University. Completely Weird. the like the like the, the one the like yeah. this is the it but, the one the word the word the oh they oh they, they the Ohio State for. University oh yeah. uh so yeah there's there's Ohio State OSU and Ohio University OU that's so like petty um but yeah so Athens we don't really have the history stuff on the Athens right now we'll have to do that for the next one um, yeah but yeah it's an old it's an old town I know that I do know and it's a very old town yeah. It is home to what is currently called the Ridges. Yes. However, the Ridges is previously known as, I won't say better known as, however, it is the home of the former Athens Lunatic Asylum. Yep. Yep. And a lot of the the hauntings in Athens center around Ridges. Yeah, it's this. And now this thing is imposing, like seeing pictures Mm -hmm. of this thing, like is like when you think about like a haunted um, or like a old insane asylum. Uh, this is what it looks like. This thing reminds me of fucking yeah. Arkham. Well, yeah, well, I've got some information about that oh. in regards to the history. So, oh. um, uh, well, the, the first off, I kind of wanted to, to get like slightly more serious for a little bit. Okay. Um, so this is, we're going to be talking about a mental health hospital, uh, an insane asylum. Yeah. There's going to be some not happy stuff. No. So like content warning about some of the things that we might talk about. Also, I think it's there's a lot of stories about a lot of haunted asylums. Yeah, there and is. And I think those kind of stories can very easily go hand in hand with the stereotypes of uh, people with mental health issues being violent. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where it is actually like more the case that they're going to be the victims of violence. It's yeah. kind of like how when there's a mass shooting or something like that, the first thing people want to say is, "Oh, they're crazy." No, don't put don't pin this on mental illness. Like this is yeah. like that is something like. That is another issue. However, like all the studies show, people with mental health issues tend to be the victims of violence rather than the perpetrators. Exactly. Uh, Like like kind of going into all of this, I want that to be in everybody's brain. It's also it's not quite the same as like Indian burial grounds. No, but it's it's one of those things where it because a lot of horrible things happened in these asylums. I think there's like I just I want to say like the, the bad things are what were done to these patients, not necessarily the patients themselves. Yeah, exactly. It was especially because when these things were built and when um, and the people that were inhabiting these, most of the time, the, the, they were perfectly able to live functioning lives. Uh, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Like, like wait they, to hear this. Yeah. The reasons that these people were admitted. Like, yeah. Like because because uh, back in the day, you could put your child in an, in, an insane asylum uh, for just not wanting to have children or, yeah. or being, or just being like, or like slightly on the autism spectrum or mm-hmm. like being a, having ADHD, having a form of ADHD, uh, back then, like there were, and most of the time, like, huh? Masturbating. Or- for masturbating. Yeah, you could do it for masturbating. And most of the time, wasn't it, correct me if I'm wrong, like a lot of insane asylums were like populated by, and like back in the day, wasn't it like unfortunately like populated by mostly uh, female and, and women? Yeah, like the w- women would get admitted. God, for horrible things like well, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit more, but like things like yeah, masturbation, menopause, yeah, just being God. a woman with emotions. Like yeah, so 
I would have. Uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to put that out there and like let let people know like when you're thinking about asylums and especially when you're talking about them in the context of the supernatural and haunting. Yeah, just keep that in your brain that don't try to play into the tropes like oh look at these scary crazy people. The the horrific things that happened weren't usually done by the patients. They were being done mostly by the staff and the doctors. Yep, um, definitely. Uh, so my two main sources for the history of the ridges. Uh, formerly, uh, well, th- there was a bunch of different names. Uh, it started yeah. out as Athens Lunatic Asylum, yeah. Athens Hospital for the Insane, Athens Asylum for the Insane, Athens State Hospital, Southeastern Ohio Mental Health Center, Athens Mental Health Center, uh, Athens Mental Health and Mental Retardation Center, Jeez. Uh, Athens Mental Health and Developmental Center, Athens Mental Health Center again, Southeast Psychiatric, Psychiatric Hospital, and the Appalachian Behavioral Healthcare. That is too many names. That's too many names. My two main sources were the archive.org version of the Friends of the Athens Cemetery, uh, or Friends of the, like, Athens Asylum Cemetery, uh, which will explain what that all is in a bit. Yeah. Um, And then I also read a good portion of Catherine Ziff's Asylum on the Hill, which is a history of the Athens uh, Asylum for the Insane. it was first kind of conceived of back in 1868. Uh, however, the asylum didn't actually open until uh, January 9th, 1874 on 141 acres of land in Athens County near the Hawking River, just south of Athens proper. OK, now, so when you're, you're talking about it looking like Arkham. Yeah. Uh, so Athens Asylum is a Kirkbride plan hospital. Kirk- and OK. Yeah. So Thomas Kirkbride. Yeah. He had this wild idea in the the early 19th century, which was like, oh, what if like we helped people with mental illness by putting them in buildings that have like a lot of light and air instead of cramming them all into tiny prisons like we did, like the, like Bedlam in London. So he he was very focused on like, OK, if we want to cure these these illnesses, it will help if we put our patients in these big structures that have a lot of natural light and a lot of flowing air gardens everything like that and because it w- because of the time that he was working the main architecture style was that this big gothic like the flying buttresses like that kind of the, like the, kind of the neo-gothic revival of the the 19th century yeah completely with, with they, a lot of them followed what they called the bat wing design oh, fucking course <laughs> so it'd be like one building in the center and then the wing like the administrative building building would be in the center and then the wings would shoot off of it look kind of looking like a bat that's that's really cool well well look at that so arkham's asylum is based off of that design yeah yeah it was right of the money with arkham asylum the the building of uh the athens asylum was designed by Levi Schofield of Cleveland. The, the original building was 853 long, averaging 60 feet in width. Over 18 million bricks were used in its construction, all made on site. And wow. the original site consisted of an administrative building, uh, which contained reception rooms, apartments for the upper staff, a ballroom, and a chapel. And then coming off of the administrative building, there were two wings, each with three sections, the left side for men, the right for women. And all in all, there was room for 572 patients. Yeah, so like a decent-sized hospital for back in the day. Decent-sized hospital, yeah. Uh, The wings contained private rooms for the patients with uh, sitting or activity rooms at each end of the ward. And then the wards were categorized by the level of patient distress. Uh, The most functional were placed in the wards nearest the administrative building. And then the most de-stressed were at the farther ends. 
Oh, okay. And then over the years, there were uh, a variety of different modifications and additions to the original complex. Uh, around the turn of the century, they implemented what they called the cottage plan, which they added seven cottages to the grounds and an amusement hall, in addition to barns, uh, workshops. It ended up becoming kind of a self-sustaining farm. Actually, right around the time they implemented the cottage plan, uh, they in addition they had uh, gardens, uh, general farms, vineyards, orchards, uh, a, a piggery, which I just like that word. Uh, a dairy oh, and poultry op- operations. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is that is actually really neat. I mean, besides all the horrible things that happened in there, yeah, that's actually pretty neat. We'll get a little, a little into that. Uh, uh, the, the one thing that did not see a lot of modifications over the years is uh, the three graveyards that are located on the grounds. Oh. oh. Burials began soon after opening the the asylum and because the deceased would be for a variety of reasons unclaimed by their families either they wouldn't have a family or the family yeah. couldn't afford it yeah so until 1943 they had the headstones only had numbers on them there was no name ah oh, that's horrible uh so the the friends of the athens cemetery that i talked about earlier one of the things they tried to do was basically they found a ledger that had about 1700 names there was over 2000 buried and so we don't know. There's still a good Damn. portion. We don't know who they are. But the the friends of the cemetery, they got a hold of the ledger and they basically start like they went around just cataloging and identifying who was buried where. And then if and then researching to see if they yeah. had uh, living family, if they had family and then letting them know, like we found. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was that's it's a really cool organization. Um, I don't know if they're still active. Yeah, or not, that's so nice. But just the like the the work they're doing was really cool because, yeah, they would inform family and say, would you like help moving the the body Uh, so now of course main purpose of the asylum was to house and treat people with a variety of mental health issues uh patients could range from children to the aged and from people with like very very slight issues to people who had like like very severe mental health issues and furthermore kind of like what we were talking earlier uh patients could include anyone from uh like people yeah with like legitimate severe mental health issues to people who would like Nowadays, we're like, oh, yeah, that's not um, that's not an illness. And so it would be uh, patients suffering from epilepsy, uh, menopause, alcoholism, self-abuse, masturbation and (laughs) tuberculosis. They're like, oh, yeah, we can't have tuberculosis people around us. We have to put them somewhere else. Put them somewhere else. Put them in an enclosed environment because TB is also incredibly, incredibly contagious. Um, if if, am I right? Is is that right? I feel like that's right. Okay, I was like, like, okay, it's like if if I'm wrong, call me out on it. But like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the, the actually the first patient there, I saw a couple different a- ages for her. However, I'm going with what was in that the Asylum on the Hill book that uh, by Catherine Ziff that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. She says that the first patient was an 11 year old girl named Alice. And Alice just suffered from what uh, we now call today some sort of seizure disorder. Back back then they yeah. listed it as epilepsy because that kind of got to be a catch all term for having seizures. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like there was yeah, like she probably course. like it seemed like she had some kind of depression and anxiety based around it. But by and large, it was this was the issue. Treatments wow. for uh, their patients could range from work therapy like and that would be things like, yeah, uh, your work on the farm or uh, crafting baskets. I think they had a blacksmith. Wow. Mm-hmm. So just labor. Oh, yeah. But it was, it was also labor. Like, oh, yeah. It would be it's it's people like being useful and people like doing things. And so it's a way of like, yeah, we're going to we're going to let you do thing we're like we're going to give like help you find like do works that you have 
You don't just feel like you're sitting here. The, yeah, at the same time, I'm sure yeah, free labor wasn't. I, I would. I saw stats on how much they were paid, but I can't remember. I'm sure it wasn't great. Uh, Probably not. And it, uh, so, work therapy, hydrotherapy, uh, which sounds very pleasant, but give me a minute. I say that mm, I don't even. That doesn't even sound pleasant to me. Later on, there would be lobotomies and electroshock therapy performed there. Uh, now, hydrotherapy, Jesus. which at first sounds like a pleasant bath. And I don't want to make light of this, but it just when I read this, I, it shocked me. So much. I'm like, no, this is not possible. Uh, so it could include jets of cold water to the head, hidden trap doors through which patients would plunge for a bath of surprise. That's what they called it. I don't like the idea of a surprise bath plunge for a ba- a surprise i i hate that that's i i hate that bath of surprise <laughs> just specifically that term is hilarious to me um bath of and then surprise. like the most like horrifying would be uh Why? coffins with holes drilled in them into which patients were put and then basically held underwater and they like they would be like nearly drowned because that was considered to be calming it's not therapy i'm like i don't think they're calming my dude no. i think they're unconscious you're you're drowning yeah. them like you're you're giving them a near death experience. I realize you're a mind doctor, not a lung doctor, but I'm just saying like usually putting yeah. water in somebody water in somebody's lungs not that great for them. Not a not a the craziest fucking thing. The crazy like listening to all these like therapy terms or like what just anything like that. Like back then they're like, man, you oh, could yeah, get no, away like, with anything, especially like psychiatry. Like, like you could get away with saying yeah, anything health, was therapeutic. Like. It's, I mean, like, this is a step up from, like, let's just put them in prison and barely feed them. Uh, but it's not a, it's not yeah, a, big it's a step, step up. up, but no, it's like a baby step up. Like, we'll try to help them. But also, what would happen if we drilled holes in a coffin and put a person in there and then, like, filled it up with water? I wonder what that would yeah. be like. And they do things like wrap, like, they wet wraps, basically. They, like, get a blanket, like, soak it and then wrap the person in it and be like, guess what? You're, this is what you're oh. doing for today. You're going to be in this blanket. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Oh, so like I, said, I don't want to go into a lot of details, but it was there were some legitimately horrifying treatments here that the, these patients were can't and uh, patients were subject to. And a lot of times, once again, they weren't there was there was nothing that like it would be like, yeah, a woman got had menopause and now like she's being put like she's yeah. giving bath she's given baths of surprise. She's getting bath of surprise or I don't now I don't know what's worse, a bath of surprise or a having to like be wrapped in a wet blanket i don't know what i would hate more probably surprise, surprise bath bad uh blanket would be like if i have to do this for today that, like yeah that would i would not be able to handle being wrapped in that that's a surprise would suck being wrapped in a blanket all day i'm like no please but after the surprise is over like after the period of of the surprise of the surprise bath is it's, over it's just a, a bath after that reason after yeah this. but a wet blanket wrapped up in you Ugh, no I don't talk about a wet blanket. Population of the patients and staff peaked in the mid 60s. And then there was a steady decline through the 70s and 80s. Uh, as there was, there was a trend towards deinstitutionalization of mental health patients. We stopped really thinking about yeah. uh, mental health as an issue that can be purely cured, which is still up for debate nowadays. But it became like, it's like, it's like this isn't yeah. really something that you like we can cure. It's something that we need to help them manage and it's not going to help them yeah. to keep them separate from society unless they are like so severely a, like a threat to themselves or to other people that they need to be kept under watch. Exactly. Um, it's not like these people are fucking Michael Myers. Also there was um, people we started learning more and more about 
what the conditions were like in these asylums. And they were, and it was even like, like yeah. Kirkbride for all his good intentions. He had the, the big cure idea in his brain, which was probably like, you got a kitten pal. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. If you, this is phantom. This is my new kitten. Then uh, there he goes. Okay, so, but uh, yeah. like Kirkbride's <laughs> idea was like, we want to make sure they have plenty of space and air and light. Uh, by the time you get to the fifties, it's, it is basically back to the bedlam days where there's people being packed into these, like as many packed into a room. Yep. I, have you ever seen the, the documentary Cropsy? I, um, yeah, I started watching that and then like, I never finished it. That, that, that goes a lot and that's focuses on like a particular case. And it's been a while since I've seen it, but like, I think part of what they talk about is like, it was a, ba- it was, it, they go to an abandoned asylum but a lot of the mental health patients were still there like they like the asylum was shut down but they didn't move anybody uh yeah i i remember i started watching it it was on i think it was on like mm -hmm. tubi or something and and then i i think i i stopped watching it because um uh mars and l came home and they don't like scary things so it's it's, it's disturbing i stopped watching so by yeah uh 1988 the facilities uh, were deeded from the Department of Mental Health to Ohio University. It was renamed the Ridges. A new mental facil- facility was opened uh, not too long after that in uh, 93. And now the university uses some of the buildings from the Ridges as uh, they, it homes a like a special the archives and special collections. Uh, there, some of their museum spa- museum spaces oh. there. Uh, yeah, so now it is owned by... Uh, Ohio University. It's, run, it's deeded to Ohio University, and so you can go walk. Like I've, right. I've gone on, out there and walked yeah. around. I've been to some of the cemeteries. I've not. I've not been into any of the buildings. Um, uh, a, yeah. a number of them are shut down, and or else like you can't get yeah. like, or else they're like school buildings. Um, yeah, exactly. I do I, have a friend yeah. who did uh, get drunk one night and then like met someone, and this person was like, "Hey, do you want to go to the riches? I know how to get inside one of the buildings," and he did, and he doesn't like to talk about yeah. it anymore. Uh, yeah, he, he's oh. I, he, he frequently, part of it is he doesn't know if he can, he can't really remember everything because he was very drunk. Uh, but he also like it did, like I remember, like the, the next day, he like I, I didn't get a lot of details, but he was spooked. Like, and th- this is a guy who doesn't really believe in that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of a brief overview of again the history of the ridges. Yeah, again, that's what we hear all the time. We hear all the 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 uh, skeptics who turn into believers we hear that more often than we hear uh people like us who believe yeah. turn into turn peer into skeptics. Bold. i was like peer pressured into being more of a skeptic uh when i was getting my degree because like oh, i'm like i'm getting a philosophy degree it's yeah. not popular to believe in things oh uh, see yeah but um but no i i yeah like you and you and i are both approaching it as like uh, are are both believers but yeah we hear that more often than anything as a a skeptic being like uh something happened to me and i can't fucking explain it and now mm-hmm. uh i'm this now like like i may not be like hunting it but like something happened to me and i cannot explain it like yeah no and that was well, basically and, one of the reasons i decided not to be a skeptic anymore was i was like i was starting to have enough mm-hmm. weird things happen to me that I was like, I can't, I can't yeah. keep pretending like I'm an atheist. Like I have to like be like, yeah, there's some weird shit going on, guys. I don't know what it is, but it's uh, it's probably exactly. ghosts. But thank you for the brief history. Yeah, well, not too brief, but yeah, I was like, oh yeah, this not too it, brief, but yeah, there is so much to and and I it's one of those things where like I wish I could spend more time talking about the patients because it's ultimately like the like 
that's the important thing to remember is the people who lived here and suffered here. Uh, exactly. But there's also because of the because of the way they're treated, a lot of spooky stuff. And I know one pretty well, but uh, you'll probably cover it. So take us away to the spooky. And time to get spooky because we're a spooky podcast. Um, the oh, so the Ohio State Reformatory again. It was featured on an episode of um, ABC Families, um, and then into Freeform. Now and now Freeform. I think I think they ch- I think it got bought up and changed its name to Freeform. Um, but uh, it was featured on an episode of uh, Scariest Places on Earth, which I did do a I did do a, like a little bit of a deep dive onto the show um in uh our episode zero about our horror origins or mm-hmm. origins if you will my origins uh, my origins <laughs> um talks about the ridges and athens ohio itself athens ohio again we were we might do more on just all of athens in general because it's 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 like very active and very haunted like one of the most interesting things that i find is um that the there's like a bunch of cemeteries in Athens. If you go on a map, uh, they supposedly form a pentagram. I've not heard of that. I don't know on the the at the ridges. There's the circle. Yeah, uh, they. But if you like, if you connect all the um, the cemeteries, they do form a pentagram. They do form a. They supposedly form a triangle, and those cemeteries are uh sims zion hanning hennigan's and uh cuckler cemetery um they all and then in the center apparently is the ridges slash ohio university and the show while the show um did state a couple facts did say did say a few facts and one and, and a, reportedly one of the most famous things about the ridges like the most famous like legend about the ridges it did make a lot of things up um i reportedly they um they made up an entire fake news article like a fake old news article talking about the ridges oh it's it's like helltown all over again exactly exactly <laughs> uh and then one of the i don't know if this is true or not uh but in the episode <laughs> in the episode uh they talked to a like um I think like a a person in the in the sheriff's office or whatever, and apparently on like file they have like what they call the spook file. I would I would believe that they do. I would not be surprised. I I, I want to believe it's true. Like I want to believe if anything the spook file is is real. I hope they didn't make that up for the show because it does sound like a a show thing. But I also just don't. I also just really want that to be a thing. I will, will like do some research and maybe like even reach out to the police department. Like, hey, do you guys is this real? Is this real? Can we, can we put in like a for these? I, I want to see. I want to see some of the ghost ghost things. Uh, one of the one of the most famous spooky stories involved in with the ridges is the tragic story of Margaret Schilling. Margaret Schilling on December 1st, 1978, uh, um, was on December 1st, 1968, the patient Margaret Schilling mysteriously disappeared. Um, As the story goes, she was either playing hide and seek or she got, or she just wandered off somewhere. Um, There are a bunch of different stories about how she ended up in this room. The most, the most popular is that she was playing 
that she was playing hide and seek seems to be the most popular, but I don't know if I hundred percent believe that. Yeah, it's, that seems like a like an, an after the fact, uh, like a elabor- yeah. like elaboration. Like yeah, people adding things. Like, yeah, that's one of the ones where they're like this is a this is a verifiable case. It is a something like there's a lot of news articles about, uh, but yes. there's also a lot of legends around it. So you have to be careful about when you're doing the research, when you're reading it, making sure like you're go as much as the verifiable. Uh, exactly. So yeah, like when people like, but yeah, because there's all the, there's a lot of stuff about her that people, yeah, will we'll make just make stuff up because it tells a good story. So yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so supposedly she was playing hide and seek, and the uh, and the nurses uh, who were trying to find her became um, uh, were again reportedly distracted and uh, forgot to look for her. They searched for a long time, ended up with being over a month later. She was discovered by a maintenance worker uh, with um, in, in, in a room that was seldom used by the building. Um, her clothes, though, were mysteriously like folded, like by the window, like her clothes. She was completely when she was discovered, she was completely naked and, and, and deceased. But her clothes were weirdly folded by the window neatly yeah like Uh, yeah it was like yeah yeah. clothing was very was folded very neatly like by her body it's right by her body and the like some of the details i found that with like when i was reading about this is that like the the ward that she was like the room she was found in was basically in like a locked abandoned ward yeah and it it becomes one of those things where it's like how did she get in there like i'm not saying it was spooky stuff or like or even like a lot of people like well some people think this might have been murder I could I could be on that camp. I could be on the camp if it was murder or if not like outright murder, it was definitely done with ill intention mm-hmm. be- because uh, reportedly on the episode of uh, Scariest Places, you can only lock the door from the in- from the outside. That I'm not. I'm Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I know they did do tests and they they determined that she died of heart failure. Yeah. Yeah. So they found her body on January 12th. Yes. Just, uh, yeah, um, just barely a over month after. Yeah, barely yeah. a month after she disappeared. So it would have been cold. Would have been extremely cold yeah. in Athens, um, Ohio. But it could just be one of those things where like, yeah, there's couldn't find anything on like that talked more about her mental illness. But I could see like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to take yeah. off my clothing and fold it up real neat. Yeah, yeah I couldn't. So. I can't find anything on her on what. um what she was suffering from yeah. like whatever uh mental illness or that she or how neurodivergent she was I, I i there's literally nothing on that yeah so um, it's it's mostly there's just a weird detail that we can't like i can i can think of a couple of different explanations for yeah, yeah it, is, it is just a weird kind of spooky detail yeah the this and the spookiest thing about margaret is that where she died like where she passed away and where she died the stain there was a stain that was left on the on the floor and through constant cleaning and multiple multiple times cleaning it and just caught in renovation the stain remains yeah it is there. i know that they were talking a little bit about what they wanted to do with it yeah uh but yeah like that you can look it up online it is disturbing it's it's a yeah it's a very disturbing photo you you can like it is noticeable like it's not it's not just like a spot it's not just a weird spot but it's like noticeably yeah. an outline of a body yeah like it's it's it is it is yeah i will i will find a picture of it and i will be better and po and post on the on our instagram with it but yeah it is 
it, yeah, it it is a legitimate body shape. Like you can, it's not like oh, this kind of looks like a body, like a Rorschach thing. Like no, it's or like in the my my uh, old Crown Vic that I drove around that had a weird red stain in the black on the back seat. It, <laughs> I I got it like that. I was told it was paint. I choose to believe them. <laughs> I would also choose to believe that. That is unsettling. Did you read anything about the theories behind the stain? No, I couldn't. I did not find any. I didn't see anything about um, the, the the things on the stain. So there, there, on the stain. There's a, uh, there was a forensic team in uh, 2007 uh, yeah. who determined that the, the stain is likely the result of, the, of a process known as uh, adipocere, which is basically the the breakdown of body fat into like it's adipocere is the like is the term for the, like the, what it turns into i can't remember the exact process name uh but it basically your body breaks down its fat into something like wax or soap oh uh, and there's actually in philadelphia there is a woman known as the soap lady who that's body, gross. who um, a lot of her body turned into this wax soap substance when well, the, the thing that i find interesting is that uh adipose air generally occur, occurs in environment it could create that kind of chemical reaction that could cause the stain so that is likely yeah. what caused it uh probably but once again going back to stu- spooky details it is usually it usually occurs in environments with high levels of moisture and little oxygen and so oh. it'll be like like when you find like bodies buried in bogs or swamps, yeah. uh, bottoms of lakes, or even like sealed caskets. Like your body can start doing this. That's so weird. Then why would it happen in a in a room in January? Yeah, and the one that I, the the problem I had is I couldn't find any like conflict. It seemed like there was kind of conflicting information on temperature. I think it is cold is better for the process heat breaks down the adipose air quickly because that's what i said if it if it is if heat is necessary for adipose air this makes it even weirder because she it was january but what i think it is is that cold helps the process heat breaks down the material so i'm gonna go with that one yeah okay i mean that's 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 totally fair yeah regardless it's still a really like i said it's it's creepy it is a spooky image it's a spooky image. Uh, again, on the scared to death episode, on the scared to death, on the uh, that's another podcast to listen to. Shout out to Dan Combs and his wife. Um, not Dan Combs, but uh, Dan Cummins and his wife. The uh, the stain supposedly a student from Ohio University touched it and was visited by the spirit of Margaret Schilling. I don't know how true that is. Um, Just imagine a student like, touch the stain. I touch the stain. You gotta 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 do it. You gotta. You gotta do it. Yeah, there's a lot of go- like a lot of the ghost stories tend to focus around Margaret, from what I could see. They 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 do. Uh, most of the ghost stories that I could find only really focused on her. The other ones are about the cemeteries mm-hmm. that are all connected around it. I did find I did find a couple other things. Yeah. Okay. So, go well, for it. Margaret is kind of the the. The standard. A lot of them. There's there's a lot of kind of the vague experiences, like a yes, uh, strange figures seen roaming around the floors, uh, disembodied voices, screaming. Uh, there gets to be a legend that uh, patients were chained up in the basement, but there's literally no evidence for that one. Yeah, uh, there was yeah no evidence for that. Uh, but in 2005, uh, the Ohio Exploration Group organization, basically like a group of like Ohio ghost hunters, did an investigation into the ridges. 
And while the ridges tries to play down the haunting stuff for good reason, like I, th- I like, yeah. I think it is, it is good for them to do that. Uh, I think so too. I read an article with one guy being like, I used to work there. I, I was an intern there. I never saw anything. Uh, and like that was going to be the, like the close and shut of it. But then this investigation that happened in 2005, um, a gentleman who once occupied the, one of the graduate art studios in the building, uh, contacted the Ohio Exploration Society about paranormal activity he experienced. He experienced seeing, uh, uh, his experience included seeing figures walking in the hallway from his studio out of the corner of his eye when no one was present, hearing music near the elevator that vanished upon returning to the location moments later, and seeing the figure of a man in a black coat in the reflection of the men's restroom mirror when no one was there. They also interviewed a maintenance worker who was interviewed upon our arrival, uh, told us of several places where he had experienced paranormal activity. His experiences included seeing and interacting with shadowy figures in former activities areas and witnessing the apparition of a woman wearing a yellow dress in the doorway. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of shadow people. A lot of shadow people. Which is one of those things where it's like, yeah, if this is a like as a formal mental health hospital, I could see like like all the stories of shadow people, like whether they are like a phenomenon phenomenon that kind of grows out of these environments or if they're drawn to those kind of environments lot exactly, like, yeah. that would be one like oh yeah this is a this is prime shadow people location yep i i agree yeah i i it's it's gotta be because whether they are like shadows of people that were there or they're entities that are drawn to it it just seems like this place would would really attract those kind of uh they did i'll post entities. some of the stuff uh from the investigation but they, they did an EVP and they found one where it sounds like they hear somebody saying, would you help us? Oh, God. And there's another one where there's a scream. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I had to brace myself when I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get I'm going to I'm going to spook myself. Uh, but the scream is just like, oh, it's, it's it, you can hear it. But it's, just, it's like not yeah. like it's not like a horror film, like screaming, ghosting and things. That's, like, what, I, that's what I immediately <laughs> pictured. That's what I immediately uh, like pictured in my brain was like an actual scream scream. And they, they did do their due diligence and they fa- they test the acoustics of the hallway where uh, the graduate student had reported hearing music. And they yeah. found that that you could hear somebody speaking on the first floor landing from the top of the stairwell. Oh, OK. So they, they're like, we don't know if this is the if this is why. But there is there is there's we we have we found evidence that it is possible that if like somebody was listening to music down here or music like somebody opened the door and music came like somebody was playing music outside it could bounce yeah. from the the landing up to the top top of the stairs yeah that 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 could explain it yeah, yeah that which is i again we've talked about it before i just like when the ghost hunters will also be like oh hey this could also be a thing that happened yeah okay so you've got stuff on the cemeteries now uh, yes, I do. I've got stuff on the a uh, little bit on the cemeteries. Um, like I said uh, at the at the beginning, there are about five cemeteries that reportedly make a pentagram shape, and they are the Sims, Zion, Higgins, Cuckler, and Hanning cemeteries, and they all like connect and make, can make a star. And the Sim Cemetery is named after its former resident. And judge of Athens, John Sims, who passed away in 1861 and is buried in the cemetery. And legend has it the cemetery is said to move. Is the cemetery is said to move, making it incredibly difficult to find. Which so the, the I don't cemetery, know what the cemetery, the cemetery moves. That's what it says 
I'm not sure what that exactly means. I, I imagine that there's like one guy and he like every like month or so he's like, I, I gotta fucking dig up these these bodies. I'm gonna move them somewhere else. Move them all. Bury them, dig them back up a month later. Because <laughs> everybody's coming out here trying to do witchcraft in my cemetery. Not allowed. <laughs> there the the Hanning Cemetery in Athens connects uh to former resident of it uh Shivy Hall and in the nineteen seventies. The female resident, Chevy, had a strange attraction to the Hanning Cemetery. It was assumed she was a former witch uh, being called back to the roots of her cemetery. A lot of strange deaths have also happened in Athens. The residents in the OU campus, the convention center, once housed a resident assisted in killing her boyfriend. And it was said that she still walks the halls making sure uh, residents are safe. So that's like... Not not part of the cemetery, but it is a part of the OU because again, in the middle of the the pentagram is supposed to, is oh the Ohio University, like where the ridge is kind of is because again it's owned by Ohio University now. There was also early two thousands and late nineties. They were going to have a completely open investigate, like open slot for anyone who wanted to come into the ridges could come in to the building and they were going to completely open it for everyone um, at, for like a specific night. But then they underestimated how many people were going to be, who were going to be interested I in this. So they completely shut it down. <laughs> yeah. They completely shut it down. They're like, never mind. Too many people. <laughs> like a- Athens has a big like hippie vibe. And so yeah. I can completely see like every single like weirdo in the town i mean i probably would have gone too like yeah gone? i totally would have like, gone but like so like everyone be like ghost hunt time let's go like ghost hunt time we're going in scariest place on earth it was it was kind of hilarious because they were um going through on the osu campus and there was the story that i'm pretty sure they completely made up because i couldn't find anything on it um a woman who was supposedly into the the dark the dark arts was practicing in her room and they found her dead in the room with like sigils of blood smeared all over her room the gothist art and they would hear reports of chanting in deep guttural like uh voices at night which i'm like i couldn't find anything on that and i'm like well that's the thing they probably made up for yeah the show. yeah that's that would not surprise me there, there's a there are a lot of uh spooky athens stories uh but that that's one i haven't come across yet but uh my personal favorite is uh stroud did you come across stroud, stroud the buffalo no i have not there's a story about uh, a ghost buffalo a headless go- ghost buffalo Headless ghost buffalo, uh, and supposedly his head uh, was buried with Confederate treasure, like Confederate gold. Oh my and god! So he's wandering around trying to find his head. There's other ghost buffalo stories too, because there, I guess there used to be bu- buffalo that lived in the area. But like, there's also Stroud specifically, because there was a. I think Stroud was the name of a Civil War military officer, like a, a Union military officer. Uh, there's also yeah. there's also a uh, park called Stroud's Run. Yeah, uh, but Stroud the Buffalo was said to haunt like Athens was uh, like the the campus proper. I always wanted to see I Stroud. Find anything on Stroud? I wanted to see Stroud so much. 
when I was there. I couldn't find anything on Stroud. Like I could not find anything. I don't care if the story's made up. I want to meet Stroud, the headless muscle. I want, it's the same as the ghost horse. It's the same as the ghost horse. Ghost horse can like, like they're the mounts of uh, Piss Colonel versus uh, Happy Captain from the last episode. Yeah, about the, rise the, the, the Lake Erie Sea Captain. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is just building up to a film. We're going to make a movie. Yes, six seasons in a movie. Uh, but yeah, so that's do. Do you have any other stories for us tonight? I I do not. And the battery on this laptop is uh, unfortunately running. Uh, okay, so we will wrap this up and say if you have any stories yeah. about uh, Athens, uh, the ridges, or any of the ghosts in that area, give us a yes. give us a, a, an email at hauntedbackyardcast at gmail dot com, or find us at our various social medias that we are on we just don't use very often we are on we just don't use very often because again uh fair season is busy uh, but yeah so yeah send us emails about any ghost stories you have athens or otherwise follow us yeah. on social media because then we might actually use it uh <laughs> and force your friends and enemies to listen to us uh please do uh threaten to send stroud or do like the deep guttural chanting like, if you don't listen to this podcast, I'm going to gutterly chant in your ear while you're sleeping. I'm going to chant at you. I, I, shamelessly, I shamelessly plug this podcast anytime someone mentions Spotify, music, um, ghosts, Mothman, or anything like that. <laughs> like, I shamelessly promote this thing, like... And, and I feel like it's I feel like if you do a shameless promotion, if you are, like, to your friends or, like, acquaintances, if you're like, hey... If you like preference it with like oh, shameless promotion, but like I, I have a podcast. Yeah. Like, I don't feel any shame about promoting us because we're awesome. We yeah. are awesome, but you know what you know what I mean. <laughs> like 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 we're we're two white bearded men with a podcast. Like whoa, original. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so pass us around uh, like a blunt. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> Smoke us. Smoke us if you got us. Call me Rochi. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Master Rochi, what are you doing here? Uh, Dragon Pot Z. <laughs> I'm worn out, I think. <laughs> okay. So, okay. thank you for listening again. And until next time, thank you, everybody. Stay spooky. Stay nice. Bye-bye. Bye bye.